We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. On today's episode of the Pride Podcast, we have part two of our 53-man roster predictions. We're going to break down the defense and the guys we think is going to make the roster. All on episode 187 of the Pride Podcast. With the seventh pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the Detroit Lions select Panay Sewell, tackle, Oregon. He's going to run it straight in. Jared Goldberg. Yes. Touchdown, Detroit Lions. DJ Hawkinson. Yes. They did it. They tied it. They're an extra point away from winning this game. Oh, baby, how big is that? <laughs> Yep. All right, and we're back on part two of our 53-man roster predictions. Enjoy. Let's transition to the defense now. We're going to start off with outside linebackers. Pierre, who do you got here? So, like, the edge guys, right? Yeah, like Trey Flowers. Um, so, I have four guys making it right now. Trey Flowers, Romeo Aquaro, Julian Aquaro, and Charles Harris. Originally, I had Harris on my list. I wanted to change it to Austin Bryant because... Dan Campbell said he likes Austin Bryant a lot. But I'm not going to. I don't want to cheat. So I'll just keep it with Harris right now. Um, first three are obvious. I think Charles Harris and Austin Bryant is a real competition. We're going to see on Friday what happens with that. And I, maybe both make it, too. I wouldn't be surprised. They, they, they've been battling uh, in these first two preseason games. I thought they both had their moments. And, yeah, both the, yeah. the, and both the games have shown. But you mentioned that Campbell has given extra praise to Austin Bryant. And Austin Bryant is the younger player, so maybe potentially they, they look at Austin Bryant as more of a, a building piece because they would have more contract flexibility with Bryant right now rather than Harris because Harris on a one-year deal with Bryant drafted in 2019. He's still got two years left on his contract. So right. maybe that plays in pl- that maybe that's in play right now. We don't know. So you got Charles Harris right now, but I like your honesty saying that if you could go back, you maybe go Bryant. But I like that you stuck to your guts. You stuck with Harris. So Yeah. All right. Malcolm, who do you got here? All right, so I have four edge rushers um, or outside linebackers. I have Trey Flowers, Romeo Cora, Julian Okora, and Austin Bryant. Those are my um, – I think, just like you said, I think the Harris and, and Bryant battle is going to be big this, this preseason game that's coming up. So um, we'll see what happens. But so far, man, I think Austin Bryant, especially in the running run game, you go back and 
the last two games in the running game, he's been really he, he's been very solid um, yeah. coming off the edge and, and, and setting the edge. So he's a guy who I have making the roster early right now. And I think that's important with this team right now because Flowers, obviously, we know he, what he could do on the edge. He's a good run, you know, good in the run game, the edge spot. But, you know, guys like Romeo, I think he could that's how he could elevate his game, you know, improve his edge, uh, improve in the run game with at the edge position. I think Julian especially as well because he struggled so far in these first two games. Or, I don't know, he didn't really play the second game too much, but that first game he wasn't great at containing the edge as far in the run game. So that's something he could improve on. But I like that you mentioned that with Austin Bryant because he's been good in that department so far. So I think... You know, on certain packages where maybe you're expecting more of a run, you can lean on more of an Austin Bryant rather than a Julian Aquara. I think Romeo will be out there, but, you know, I think you could maybe, depending on certain downs and down and distance, you might lean towards an Austin Bryant or a Julian Aquara. I think they would be a good one-two punch, honestly, and, you know, depending on the package and obviously what, you know, part of the game it is right now. So I got Flowers, I got Romeo, I got Julian, I got Austin Bryant. I put Charles Harris right now just because I was struggling to fill out this roster, honestly. I don't think both make this team at the end of the day uh, when we get into week one versus the Niners. I think it's going to come down to Brian or Harris. If I had to choose, I would choose Austin Bryant. Charles Harris was honestly just a last-second fill because I needed another guy. I, I just needed another guy. I put Charles Harris there, but Austin Bryant's a guy I'm giving more of the edge to just because, like what Malcolm said, he's been good in the run game containing the edge. So um, I, I agree with that. So I got four edge. I got five technically, but I think it's going to be four going into week one. So I got five on this list. So, All right. Let's go into defensive ends slash defensive tackles, whatever you want to call them. Uh, Pierre, who do you got here? So on the D-line, I got Michael Brackers, Aline McNeil, Deshaun Hand, Levi on Wuzuruki, Bruce Hector, and Kevin Strong. Um, I want to say a couple things. Deshaun Hand is injured right now. If they play him on IR, he'll be out for the year. But if he makes the initial roster, then they could place him on IR. He could come back after three weeks. That's how the rules are. So I think that's what's going to happen with Hand. They'll have an open spot. Um the reason why I don't have Nick Williams on is because we just haven't seen that much of him this year. And they restructured his contract. He, like, he didn't restructure. I'm sorry. He took a pay cut. Um, so I went young because the Lions are looking more towards the long term versus now. Bruce Hector and Kevin Strong have both have a really good camp, both been consistent, and both have played great in preseason games as well. Yeah. No, I, I like that you brought up the Nick Williams and Bruce Hector thing because a lot of people were probably like, oh, who's Bruce Hector? Like, who is that guy? But... You mentioned that this is, we mentioned this already, this is a rebuild, and it's going to be a process. Nick Williams down the line doesn't really do much for you. He's going to be a one-year deal and then probably out the doors because then you're getting, right. you know, he's getting, what, close to 30s now, where Bruce Hector, not saying this is a long-term piece by any means, but the potential to have more of a long-term piece and more flexibility is obviously with Hector over Nick Williams. That's just oh, yeah. for sure, for sure. Um, I forgot to bring up something. Jayshon Cornell is on the suspended, suspended list, so he's going to yeah. be out for the first three weeks, I believe, or two weeks. I forgot three what weeks. it was. Three weeks. three weeks, thank you. And then also, um, John Penasini, we haven't really seen him this year. I haven't seen him, so I didn't put him on here. If he balls out on Friday, maybe you could take out Hector and put Penasini in. Okay. Malcolm, what interior defensive lineman you got here? All right, so interior defensive line, I have Michael Brockers, Malik um, McNeil. Levi Onzariki, um, Kevin Strong, John Penasini, and Deshaun Hand making the roster. Um, I also don't have Nick Williams um, on my 53. And just like Pierre said, I'm in trouble. And I don't think we're going to see much of him. I'm not sure if he's going to play tomorrow, um, to be honest with you. So he's a name to look out. If he does play and balls out, maybe he gets a roster spot. But he was a guy that, I mean, 
early in camp, he was a starter. He was a starter on the defensive line. So I thought maybe he was going to show something in, um, with this new scheme. But apparently with the injuries and COVID and everything that's been going on, yeah, he just hasn't been great. on the field. Yeah, he hasn't been on the field. Um, so I unfortunately have him out. Now, I was just thinking about, do you guys remember what the Lions did with uh, Logan, the tight end? They released him, they bring him back? Logan Thomas. Was it Logan Thomas? Yeah. So I can maybe see that with, like, Nick Williams. So they release him, they put Deshaun Hand on IR, and then they bring Williams back on. That's possible. That's yeah, possible. very possible. Because remember, his contract is not that big of a hit if you release him. Yeah, because people were panicking, I remember, at that time when they released Logan Thomas. But came out, like, very shortly that they're, that they're going to resign him right away. And that Logan yeah. come back, obviously. Cause, and yeah. he could he could have technically went anywhere else. But I think they had the connection that, you know, a mutual connection that's saying, I'll come yeah. Just release me, come back, you know, whatever, right? Now that happens with vets because, like, when you place a guy on IR versus now, they'll be out for the year because you can't – they don't yeah. teach manipulate the IR, basically. I just saw that. Because you could just place him on IR and then bring him back in three weeks, basically. So yeah. once he's on the roster, you can place him on IR, and then you bring a guy in. Yeah, I saw that the Packers, they placed Funches on IR yesterday. So he's, he's out for the, the year now. Yeah, he's out for the year. Man, that's a tough blow for Deshaun Hand, man. Uh, this guy just – he looked like he had a different demeanor this year too, man. New system. He he looked ready. Contract year, tough year, man. It, just a tough break, and it looks like he's gonna start off on IR, which which stinks. All right, but uh, interior defensive line, I got Brockers, Onzerike, I got Kevin Strong, and I got uh, Deshaun Hand, Ali McNeil. I put John Penasini here, but he's another one of those guys where I think he could miss out on this roster. I didn't put Nick Williams as well, so that was kind of surprising. All three of us didn't have Williams. But I think uh, with Penasini, he's going to need a ball out, man, because I'm going to bring up the name one more time. And this guy is a guy that you guys are all going to watch on Friday. <laughs> Number 61, Miles Brown. And you know what I call him? He's a big fucker, and he disrupts the run game. He's impressed me, honestly, <laughs> these first two games. I've liked what Miles Brown has done. I want to see what he can do in this third preseason game because if Penasini is not on that field or – he doesn't look good on that field. If Miles Brown has another sneaky good game, don't be shocked. Don't be shocked. Miles Brown could maybe sneak in as the backup nose tackle because right now we got McNeil. But after that, you don't really got much nose tackle. You got guys like Brockers could play there. Um, other than that, you don't really have much because Onzerike is not going to play nose tackle. You're not going to play Kevin Strong at nose tackle. You're not going to play Deshaun Hand at nose tackle. So you got McNeil, you got Brockers, and you're probably going to carry another guy. If Penasini is not good, I put Penasini just because we've, we we know what Penasini is. We've seen what he could do in the league, and he had a good rookie season. And Miles Brown's a long shot to make this team because he was number 61. But yeah, if if Miles Brown gives me one more good game and Penasini's not out there, I'm putting Miles Brown in my, my you know, when we do this episode again, I'm putting Miles Brown on this list. Don't, don't forget about Bruce Hector, too. That's fair. That's fair. Bruce Hector's been good. Yeah. Um. I see Miles Brown right now as a practice squad guy because he's been so good, but like I feel like the other guys have been better. Like Hector and Strong have been better. But we'll see. You never know. The, the thing with Hector, I just think he's more of a tough position because I think the position he's playing, there's a lot more guys there now. But you mentioned Deshaun Hand could be out, so maybe Bruce Hector could step into that position for the time being. Or they go the veteran out with a Nick Williams. So it, it's going to be interesting because – they are probably going to need a more of like a three tech ish defensive end, uh, defensive tackle, defensive end is uh, with hand being out because you know you got Unzerike, you got Strong, and you got Brockers could play both. But then after that, you know maybe you go Hector or Williams or you you go someone from the waiver uh, wire. But I think they got 
guys within their organization they're going to choose from with this final decision. But I want to see Miles Brown. I, I'm excited for tomorrow because Miles Brown is my new favorite Lions player in this whole yeah. roster. Can I just bring up something? Like, when is the last time the Lions have this much young talent on the D line? Normally, it's like D-line. older free agents. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, Brad Holmes just went out, drafted Owens Rike, drafted McNeil. Um, Brings in Brockers. Kevin Strong looks good this year, right? Brings in Brockers. Like, it's, it's, it's in, like the Lions D line, I feel like the most underrated part of the team right now. Yeah. I really do. And uh, and then obviously you know Deshaun Hand was looking good before the injury too, so that was a guy that we were yes. looking out for. Even Deshaun Cornell, seventh round pick, Deshaun Cornell, yeah. has so looked think, really good. I think that's a guy too. So you know I can see the route that you were saying. They bring a Hector or Williams, and then maybe when Cornell could be activated, maybe then that's when they release a Hector or Williams, and then activate Cornell if he looks good in this last game, and then um, in the you know in the practices because he can still practice with the team even when he's on suspended list. He just can't be in the games. Yeah, so, yeah, he's been really, he's been really good. He's been really good. They've been um, starting the him with like the first team, so I think he's gonna make it. Like, he, originally, I've seen him a spinless, but the Lions like him. He's been starting when yeah, Williams been was good. out. He was starting. Yeah. Oh, Andrew Tuike was out too, but yeah. Yeah, you, you see him. You see him making many plays out there, man. He he's been good. Yeah. You guys are excited to watch Miles Brown too, though, right? Sure. Yeah, sure. sure. <laughs> yes. I love that guy. I love that guy. That's just a football player. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Um, all right. Let's get into the linebackers. We got linebackers, corners, safeties, and special teams. Let's start off with the linebackers right now, which I think is uh, maybe the worst depth on this team. Peter, what do you got here? How many linebackers you got? And who are they? Uh, I got four, and honestly, I think this could change a lot. I got only three locks right now, basically Collins, Anzalone, and Derek Barnes. Jalen Reeves-Maven is on here for his special teams, not for his linebackers. He's probably a lot too. I think the Lions, like if there is a guy who becomes available on the waivers, they like him. I think they could claim him because if one of those three goes down, excuse my language, but you're fucked. <laughs> yeah. Like you just don't have much there. And Jelani Tavai, I mean, he, the, Dan Campbell tried to give him a chance. He like praised him. He's like, we like this guy, whatever. He lost weight, all that stuff. Dude comes in preseason games, looks like he's lost. I don't even think Tavai. No, I don't even think Tavai is worth a special spot, spot on this team. I really don't. One player that could Loki maybe sneak in is Tavante Beckett. I think I was, he's on we're the talking about before the show. Yeah, he's more out than in though because it seems like Campbell wants him on the practice squad. So 
we'll see though. Yeah, I, I was considering Devontae Becker with his last linebacker spot, but I think you mentioned I think I look at more of him as like an outside linebacker to play the edge more than, you know, the inside linebacker position with these guys. So Oh Anthony Pittman as well. He's another guy who's on the bubble. We'll get into that. But uh Malcolm, uh, who who are your linebackers <laughs> you got? All right, so I have four linebackers. I have Jamie Collins, um, Alex Anzalone, and I have Derek Barnes, who is my favorite, by far my favorite pre um, preseason player, been Derek Barnes. More than TK? More than TK. Okay. More than TK. This guy, he's shown – he. I'm not sure if it's just me, but he's showing me DeAndre Levy vibes. Like he's giving me Levy vibes. Dude, dude, dude. Early. Dude. I actually said that to one of my my friends the other day. I said, "Dude, he does everything. He does yeah. everything. He's good. At, he's he's solid in coverage. He goes silent, silent. He gets good tackles. He can rush the passer. I see it. I I I see it. I don't know if he's yeah. Levy there yet, but I think his potential. Yeah. I think he could be that DeAndre Levy in this defense, dude. He yeah. reminds me of an old line <laughs> linebacker. Yeah. What what um what was what, what um came out to me the most with um Derek Barnes is his instincts. And it was the preseason game when they kept doing that misdirection play that caught um Tavai like twice. <laughs> and then they tried it with they tried to do a Derek Barnes and he instantly ran to the to the to the to the um running back and, and made the play. And I was like, you know what? He had great instincts. So um yeah, Derek Barnes is one of my favorite players in the preseason. I might buy a jersey. That's 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 how that's how hyped I am with Derek Barnes. Um but my fourth linebacker is going to be um Jalen Reeves Maven. And I think he makes a team because of his special teams. But I think they trust him in the linebackers role as well, even though he didn't look good in the last preseason game. Um, what Dan Campbell saying is that look, he you know he was playing he was playing special teams and he was playing linebacker, so maybe that was a reason why he didn't perform as well. But I think they trust I think they trust Jalen Reese Maven. So I have him being the, the fourth running um, running back linebacker linebacker, linebacker on, on the team. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I got the same four as well, but I added Anthony Pittman as well. I, I added Pittman just because I think just what we've seen so far, I feel like Pittman's a better defensive option than Jalen Rees-Maven. I, I really do. I just didn't think Jalen Rees-Maven looked like a defensive player on Saturday, last Saturday versus Steelers. And that hurt me to say because I was high on him. I thought he could have a role in this defense. But he, he didn't look good. And I'm not going to go as far and use the same words as Pierre because I'll, I'll keep it a little more PG. But I think we're screwed as well if one of these three go down. I think if Collins or Anzalone or Barnes goes down, you know, I, I think once you get into that, I, I think you're really testing them. I think you're testing your depth on this team at the linebacker position because I don't think Maven's a starter. Pittman, I think, gives you a better defensive option. But even him, like how much have we seen from him to, you know, on defense? We've only really seen him versus, you know, practice squad and third string players. Like I want to see more from an Anthony Pittman. But it, it kind of came from default because we didn't really have any other options. Reliance if I didn't do the job for me. Sean Deion Hamilton. You know, he's going to probably start, you know, the year on pop or or maybe he makes initial 53 and he goes on IR. I don't know what they're going to do with him, but he was good. I think in the early process before pads came on, but you know, how is he going to make the team just from what we've seen before pads? I don't think so. Like this is a position where the lines need to go out and get a guy who could play defense or who's been playing in the defense in the NFL before just a, a, a solid backup option. I'm not saying it has to be a good option because you're not going to get really many good players because, you know, the guys that get waived. But they need to bring in someone who has experience in starting in an NFL defense. Because if one of these guys goes down, I, I, I don't like it. I don't like it at all. I'm not going to use the F word. I'm just going to say screwed. Uh, I'm going to say this. Um, 
if one goes down, I think they may be even better. They're only playing two linebackers. They're playing it out of the three four. They're only yeah. playing the only two linebackers are start. If Jamie Collins or Alex as alone gets hurt, you enter in Derek Barnes. I yeah. think Derek Barnes is gonna make that team better. I think Derek Barnes should be the starter. That that's putting out that he should be the starter. But if he's yeah. not the starter, he's a backup because they're saying maybe he needs to learn more. If Jamie Collins or Alex Anzalone get hurt, you throw in Derek Barnes. Now he's in the starting lineup, and now that off that defense is probably gonna be better. So yeah. I think I think what you're looking at is if two linebackers get hurt, we might. Th- be screwed. That's kind of what I'm. My if point. two yeah. linebackers are hurt, we might be screwed. One linebacker, I think you enter Derek Barnes, you're better. That that defense is gonna be better. That's fair. Yeah, I agree. So yeah, if I'm, I meant if one, yeah, if two of Jamie Anzalone and Barnes go down. That's when it gets into deep. If water. all three of them get, if all three of them go down, then yeah, yeah. I mean, all even, three go down. That's really bad. Like even if one of them goes down, though, then you have to like bring up another guy, right? Because you'll probably on special teams. If, let's say Jalen Reeves may have been starts plays on special teams, he'll be tired. Yeah. So it's tricky too. Like I, I, I really think you're screwed if one goes down. No, like, you could, you, you could well, probably, if, no they, depth, if they have, if they have, if they have a linebacker in, in special, in, in the practice squad to play special teams, it's fine, but your, your starting unit is still going to be straight. Are you going to play them the whole game, though? Are you going to give them 100% of the snaps? Ooh, Derek Barnes? Yeah, Barnes and Collins, if let's say Anzalone goes down or vice versa. They're only playing two linebackers. That's what I'm saying, but are you going to give them 100% of the snaps? Why not? I mean, you got to rotate. I feel like you got to rotate every here and there, you know, just on certain packages. But they're going to play majority on the defense. He could, now. He could play. He's a he's a sideline sideline back linebacker. What do, you, what do you mean? He could play. I'll say this with Derek Barnes. I wouldn't be shocked if like mid season he has the green dot on. He like, he has a potential. I'm telling. Like once that. he once he's in that defense, our defense is going to be better. I guarantee you, hundred percent is going to be better. Okay. Yeah, I agree. I still think like the Lions don't think he's ready yet. We obviously have heard that from yeah. Campbell, and we've heard that he's only played thirty-three snaps in preseason as well. So mm-hmm. we only have like a, and he was playing against like, like bad players, like third teamers, right? So I want to see this week if he'll like play with the first team, basically against second teamers. I want to see how we'll look yeah, versus those guys. Well. Me too. Me too. But I've been really impressed with Barnes. I think he's going to be a really good linebacker. But the Lions don't think he's ready, and that's fine. They don't need to yeah. rush him. He's a rookie. Yeah, I mean, at least give him some packages. And the Glenn did say, if you play good, you're going to get some packages. So I think Barnes will get his packages. So we'll see. Um, all right, let's yep. go into the let's go into the cornerback position. Let's start off with you, Peter. How many corners you got making this team, and who are they? Um, one, two, three, four, five. I got six corners. Um, I actually so Jeff Akuda, Amani Warrior, AJ Parker, Mike Ford, Nicole Roby Coleman, and Ifatu Malafanu. Um. AJ Parker basically took the job from Mike Ford, like the nickel job. And then also Mike Ford has been falling down the depth chart and he's actually been struggling in camp the past few days. I read that with observations. And when Okuda didn't practice the other day, it wasn't Mike Ford taking CB1 reps, it was Melifanu. So I think Mike Ford, he's great on special teams, but if they could find an upgrade, another guy who's good on special teams, I think his status could also be in doubt. I think he's on the bubble, but he's in. But I wouldn't be shocked if he's waived, if they could, like, get a better guy or something. That's a, that's a crazy uh, transition because early into preseason, you know, he was a starting nickel. We looked at him as our number one backup outside corner spot. Like, we looked at him as a super versatile guy. And, yeah, I mean, it just shows the NFL, man. You got day by day, it could change real quick for you. Shout out to A.J. Parker, undrafted kid, probably the starting nickel week one. 
That's yeah, it's insane. All right, Malcolm, who do you got making this uh, cornerback roster? All right, so I have six corners um, making the initial fifty-three. I have um, I have Jeff Okuda. Oh um, wow! <laughs> I was debating. I was like, should 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 I, should okay, I do okay. it? So I, I was debating. No, I'm not right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I have Jeff Okuda. I have Amani Warrior, Mike Ford, um, Malafanu. Um, AJ Parker and I have the Cole, Roby Coleman making the team. Okay. Uh, okay. okay. So is it the same thing? You look at AJ Parker starting nickel, and who do you look as the the first backup outside corner if one of uh, AO or Jeff Okuda goes down? That's I, that's I, right now. I still think it's Mike Ford. I, I still think it's Mike Ford, and Mike Ford is a guy who I'm going to say is going to be in a situation that he's been in the past that he's going to show a big in. Pre, the, the fourth preseason game, and I think third that he's gonna. Like, yeah, the third third preseason game. But yeah, yeah, usually, yeah, yeah usually. So the final preseason game. I think he's gonna. Try, I think he's gonna like. I think he'll have a big game this game because he knows when it's crunch time and he knows when to show out. So I think he's gonna have a, which is gonna like solidify his role, his his his, his spot on the team. But I think he's still gonna be that that um, third corner as far as like if somebody goes down, he's gonna be the next guy in. Nickel or outside, right? Yeah, nickel or, or outside. Or will be Coleman in the nickel if one of them goes down. No. I was um, thinking about if, like, Dunbar gets his personal issues. Whatever. I was just thinking that right now. <laughs> if he gets whatever he's dealing with resolved. I hope, like, whatever he's dealing with, he's okay. If you get those issues resolved, I could see Detroit bringing him back. That would be cool. I was thinking that as well because if, Ford, if they don't trust Ford to be the next guy up at the outside cornerback spot, I think we're all in agreement. I don't think Melifano should really have much of a role in this first half of the season, I believe, at least. At least I think that. Um, I, I think if they're not confident in Ford, they could go a veteran now and a guy that they've had in, you know, in camp this year. And that's Gwen Dunbar. That's obviously everything's you know resolved with the situation yeah. now, and, and, he, and he's ready to play football again. We'll see. I don't know what the situation's going on, going on with him. But... You know, I got the same corners as well. I don't have Nicole Roby Coleman making this team. I, I just haven't really seen much out of him, honestly. And I think limiting him just to a nickel corner, just, I don't know. I, I, I've seen more in a Bobby Price than a Nicole Roby Coleman, even with the big play gave up that, that first that first game. And I'm not necessarily really high on Bobby Price. I, I just think he he gives you more of an option. He gives you a safety option. He gives you a nickel corner option. He gives you an outside corner option. And he's younger as well. Where Nicole Roby Coleman was just signed yesterday, basically. Like he was just signed a couple weeks ago. Um, so I chose uh, Bobby Price over Nicole Roby Coleman, but I think he'll be one of those guys that we see on game days. If he, if he makes it through all the waivers and all the transitions, I think he'll be one of those guys that is just a healthy scratch. But if a guy were to go down, I think you can insert a Bobby Price on game day. But um, overall, I got a CUDA, A on the outside, AJ Parker in the nickel. I still think Mike Ford, as of right now, what we got in this organization, I think he would be the number one option uh, if someone were to go down in the nickel or someone were to go down on the outside. I just don't know what Malafonwu is going to do much for you right now. I just feel like it, it'd be a bit rushing his process now because I think when we drafted him, I knew we knew it was going to be a process. We knew what the traits he offers, and he, he has the potential to be a really good corner down the line. I don't think we should rush that right now in, you know, I don't think we should mess up his confidence, I guess you could say as well. Like, I feel like that's a guy you should just kind of just let him sit back, let him get the game going, and then, you know, let it transition as slowly. I wouldn't 
force him into a situation uh, right now. Unless it was like must, must, we need him right now. But I wouldn't force him into a situation right that now. Works. I think still think it's forward. Speaking of Bobby Price, bro, he was the guy I was trying to find a spot on this team. I just didn't know who to release on my prediction. Like I was trying to he's like he barely made the cuff for me. Yeah, I, I'm just not a big Nicole Ruby Coleman fan, honestly. He just hasn't really shown me much so far. I know he's a veteran and they don't really got much of vets in this secondary right now, right. but I don't know, man. I just went with the best player and the highest upside. And obviously, I think Price is upside. We could all agree it's higher than Nicole Roby Coleman. Yes. <laughs> like, not even a doubt. So I, I went with Bobby Price just because of the versatility as well. Because he, he was originally a safety, but he could play corner as well now. So Special right. teams, too. He's special actually teams. really good on special teams. Yeah. Scott, he's, he's fast, yeah. So. Yeah. All right. Let's go into safeties, special teams. That's a wrap. All right. Uh, start off with you, Peter. Who are the safeties you got? Making um, I got four in, but I want to bring up something interesting once I'm done. Tracy Walker, Will Harris, Dean Marlowe, and CJ Moore. So there's this safety that potentially could be on the block. His name is Taylor Rapp, Brad Holmes. Oh, uh, second round second pick from round Washington? Pick from, the, from the Rams. The Rams. Yeah, Washington, Back right? in 2019. Yeah, back in 2019, I believe. He doesn't really fit the defense they're running in now. I read it from the, the Wire had like a thing where they had like 32 teams, potential trade guys they could trade. He was the guy on the Rams list, and then that actually caught my eye because the Lions need a safety. Brad Holmes knows him. Agnew knows him. Aubrey Pleasant knows him. There's a lot of connections. If the price isn't high, why not trade for Taylor Rapp? He's still young. He has two years left on his rookie deal. Because um, I don't really see it with Will Harris, and I think like, if Will Harris is bad, I think Marlowe will take that spot from him. Later in the year, I think if I remember this correctly, I remember Taylor Rapp's like he's a bigger safety, right? So he could play box. He's more of a hybrid safety linebacker. Hybrid. Yep. Okay. Okay. So I remember him in the process a little bit. I don't really remember what he offers, but I remember I remember he's a second round pick from Washington. Yep. He's talented. Yeah, he's talented. He has some talent. That'd be interesting. All right, Malcolm, who do you got here at the safety position? All right, so I have um, four safeties. Um, The obvious, I have Tracy Walker, Will Harris. Dean Marlowe and um, C.J. Moore. Same, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I got the same four as well. I think C.J. Moore, I have him ahead of the depth chart in front of Marlowe. I think C.J. Moore is just a guy they trust a lot. He was he led the team huddle the other day versus Steelers when Decker was out. I think he might be a captain low-key, too, because we mentioned this is a very young uh, secondary right now. I wouldn't be shocked if he's a captain because he's really good on special teams. Um, and I think he could maybe potentially have a role as the safety position at some point during the season. So uh, I, I put CJ Moore ahead of Marlowe in the depth chart, but I got the same four guys. And this hurts, man. Talk about special teams now. And this is just so different now. It's not, it's not the same. Tyler can't say what he wants to say anymore. Just take a look here. Who do you got? Uh, guys, if you guys can't see, Tyler has a napkin in his hand and he's wiping his tears from his eye. <laughs> what do you got? No, I'm kidding. Uh, I got uh, Jack Fox, the greatest puncher in the NFL right now. I don't care if anyone says the best. I, just I like Jack the Fox. Best puncher, the it best puncher just... in the NFL. And it has potential to be the greatest puncher of all time. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, long snapper is Sky Daly. And stop, 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 stop. Okay, stop, stop. Just Hold on. I just wanted to bring up one more thing, though. The Ravens have this kicker that they're shopping. Um, He's actually really tan. Justin Tucker said he'll he could see him starting for a team in week one and kicking kicks. Forgot the kicker's name, but that kicker, if he's on waivers, if they can't find a trade partner, he's a name to watch. He's a guy to watch. The Ravens backup kicker. You know, Ravens are good with specialists too. Who do, who do you got making right now? The Bullock. 
Yeah, Bullock, yeah. Tyler, I'm sorry, bro. If you need some more napkins, I, I could drop some off to you. I'm not that far from you. See, like, you started off fine. I like Jack Fox. Jack Fox is a good guy. I came on the podcast. I like Jack Fox, but... Malcolm, who, who do you got making it from special teams? All right. So, um, I don't think there's much... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shit. Tyler, pull it together, bro. Uh, there you go, bro. <laughs> All right. So, on special team, I, it's the same. I don't think there's going to be any difference here. Um, Punter, Jack Fox. <laughs> Long you, can snapper, stop, you, you, you can just stop there. Okay, Long right, snapper, right, Scott Daly, and um, the kicker, Randy Bullock. I mean, who's a long snapper? Scott Daly. Oh, um, what does Scott Daly like? Is here for the next twenty years? We say that taxes and daily. Yeah, you might, you might, might say it. <laughs> Who knows? Oh, you guys should have seen Tyler's reaction but, when I said that. But Randy Bullock, man, I, I, I don't know, I don't know what to say because I haven't seen nothing. I haven't seen him kick a damn kick more than the damn extra point. <laughs> he's not good. He can't. He's not. He's like good from the thirties and forties, but once he reaches that fifty-yard line, he's really inconsistent. Yeah, I mean, I just haven't. We haven't seen it in preseason. He just he only yeah. kicked in. He only kicked extra points. In practice, he, he only did it like twice. From, yeah, in practice, he hasn't been good from the long, from long distance. My special, tough. I mean, yeah, yeah. My, my special teams: Jack Fox, Randy Bullock, so, and Scott Daly. Wait, who's your long snapper? Scott Daly. Wait, who's your long snapper again? <laughs> 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 Scott Daly. All right, guys. So, you um, you gonna be a Scott Daly fan? Watch. You, you keep you, like you're mad now, but watch Scott Daly, man. You you'll see. I I've, like I usually don't get myself too attached to players like this. This hurts, man. Like what? It's not even like just Scott Daly. It's like uh, good luck to Scott Daly. Right? Like I, I wish him all the luck, but man. I was talking so much shit when they signed him too. I'm like, oh, you might as well just pack your bags. You're not making a team. And what does he do? He kicks my guy off the curb. Actually, Dan Campbell kicked your guy off the curb, but was it? Now, uh, so guys, the kicker I was talking about, his name is um, Jake Verity, and the Ravens have been good with uh, developing kickers. Mm. Obviously, they have Justin Tucker. You guys remember Stephen Hauska a few years ago, Graham Cano. Well, lots. Those guys all came from the Ravens system, so he's a name to watch at kicker. Yeah. So you don't think you don't think Randy Bullock survives? Like, um, I'm saying because like obviously multiple teams need a kicker, and I don't know if the Lions are willing to trade assets for a kicker because they're not really like in win now mode. But it's good to have a reliable kicker. This kid hit a 53 yarder in a preseason game. The kid I, I just talked about, Scott Verity. All right, I think I've. I've cooled down a little bit, but I think kicker is a super important position. I would trade assets for it because if you think you got a kicker, you're going to have this guy potentially, if he's good, for the next 15 years. Like, when now we're rebuilding, that's a position you just want to lock down because that's a very important position in the NFL. I agree. But then also, yes, remember the kicker from last year? He bounced around Kair Vedek or something like that. Like, the Vikings traded a fifth round pick for him. Get a really the kicker from the Ravens. Was that from the? I was, like, was he the one from the Ravens too? I think like I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that kid didn't work out, but like the other guys have worked out. Justin Tucker, obviously. Uh, Will Lutz with the Saints. He's really young. He's been great for them. Um, Stephen Hauschka was a good kicker. Graham Gano. So yeah. Graham Gano is the best kickers. in the game right now. 
Yeah. So those are those all came from the Raven system. Like they identified those guys. So yeah. it'll be interesting to see what this kid, if this kid gets traded, if they can't find, they have to have to release him because they have Tucker. Former Lions kicker actually got traded today too uh, to the Panthers. Uh, it was um, Ryan Santoso from the Giants. He got traded today to the Panthers, and I think that that's an interesting question. I'm not really going on too much of Santoso, but a guy who's kind of had a rough camp, but was a good leg for the Panthers last year from deep. I thought Joey Sly, he could be on the market too, potentially, or he could be released. So that's that's maybe another name the Lions could bring in potentially. So he's been really bad for Carolina. Yeah, this, this this camp, yeah, this camp. Yeah, so bad. I don't know if I want to touch him. Um, maybe, like, just bring him along and, like, you know how you could, like, we shovel guys on the practice squad? Yeah. So maybe, like, use one spot just for kickers, bring them in if they look bad, work someone out, bring someone else in. I don't know. Um, but this Ravens kid... Like, I think it's worth to explore a potential trade for this kid. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I mean, like I said, rebuilding or not rebuilding, that's just the position you want locked down. And like, he's, he's a rookie. He, yeah. I think he's a rookie. He's undrafted. So. so, I mean, Jack Fox was the same story, too. Undrafted kid. Uh, we didn't get him his rookie. Well, we did get him his rookie season, but he was on the practice squad. And then they let Martin walk. And then Jack Fox comes in, competes with Aaron Sipos in 2019. Yeah. Uh, or 2020, sorry. And then Jack Fox wins the spot. And right now, he looks like a guy that we're going to keep around for the long run if everything goes right, right? Yeah. I mean, I would sign him now to an extension. I don't know what the rules are, but just sign him now, get it over with, yeah. with Jack Fox. The thing is, though, um, with the kicker I mentioned, so Santoso went to the Panthers for a conditional seventh from the Jets. Yeah. And I feel like that would be the same price for this kid, Scott Verity. I feel like conditional seventh is think, worth it. You don't think it'd be like last year what they got from their kicker, like a fifth round pick or something like that? No, because this year, like Santos went for a seventh and he's yeah. had a good preseason and training camp. So I feel like this kid would be the same thing. The thing with Santoso, too, man, he offers versatility to play both punter and kicker. I know he's yep. going to be a kicker for the Panthers, but he, he does both for them. He has he, a huge he, lag. He has, yeah. he has a huge lag. The thing is, he, was in, he wasn't consistent. He, he, it wasn't he was even consistent. He was competing with Prater and Sam Martin. It was like he just didn't have a chance. No, but like his kicks were not accurate though. I feel like now as a kicker, I thought he was a good punter. I just didn't, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't think he was right. a great kicker. But now he's transitioned more to a kicker to a than a punter. Yeah. So, so. all right, I, I think that's a wrap, guys. I, I, I need to go. I need to go. I, we've done enough. I'm glad we ended at least on. Do you want me to drop off some Kleenex at your house? You're good. I actually hold up. I got napkins. I can't reach them, but. We, we got napkins right here. We're good. Okay, um, I was having a good day. I was having a good time during doing this episode. I hope you guys enjoyed. I mean, I don't know. We'll be on Spotify. I'm out, guys. Peace. All right, guys. Hope you guys all enjoyed the episode. We'll be back on Friday on Spotify talking about the pregame and postgame, Fun Lions Colts game. And then we'll make, I believe, one more final roster prediction, right, guys, before Tuesday. So we'll have one more episode. Scott Daly's name one more time. Yeah, we'll have yeah, one more episode do. on here, guys. Um, stay tuned for that. And then the deadline to be at 53 players is on Tuesday by 4 o'clock. So we'll have an episode after that as well. So stay tuned. Busy week. Then after that, we'll cover the Niners and Lions. Well, like, what What if, though, so Scott Daly's terrible on Friday night and Don Mugol's back? Is that possible? Uh, no, that's not really possible, Tyler. The best no, sir. Happen. He's just gone. He's, he's done. The man's 40. I don't go. All right, guys. I'm out. <laughs> Peace. All right, y'all. It's your boy Malcolm, and I'm out, man. Peace. Yep. <laughs>